0: Anxious to step through the gate again, Major?
1: Yes, I am.
0: We all are.
1: Do you like us to bring you back anything special? Uh, no thanks. Groceries, new outfit, flatware? Mm.
0: No. Just yourselves in one piece, please. Dial it up. You're safe.
2: To the jumping puddles podcast be sure to listen to us on spotify apple podcast and or youtube and follow us at jumping puddles podcast on tumblr and instagram and jumping Pod pod on twitter hi i'm american sam and with me are my fellow co-hosts tor and ash hey Bye. after finding a dead wraith on p3m 7636 the atlantis expedition finds evidence that a missing aiden ford is responsible but when searching for him it is not only for they find.
0: Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. dun. <laughs> Yay! That one was good! We got it!
2: That one was so good. Um, should we tell the gang? By the way, I was going to ask, do we, do we want to oh. tell <laughs> the viewers? <laughs> what has, what misfortune has befallen us?
1: Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um just for full transparency y'all, this is not the first time we have recorded this. <laughs> we had this whole thing. We were about like an hour, an hour and a half into a recording and then shit went haywire. People cried. I'm kidding. Um no, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Um yeah, so basically uh everything just crashed and we were just having a really hard time and then later the file was corrupted so we're back again (laughs) to record for runner this is our second take though Um, so just fyi if we kind of sound like we have said these things already or if we say have i said this already just bear with us because it's us remembering our previous recording (laughs) take two yeah (laughs) runner take two (laughs) yay
0: Without cute costumes.
2: Oh. Without yeah, I know. Um yeah, I guess again we're gonna date this episode again. But we actually filmed this uh, around Halloween and we had fully dressed up in super cute costumes and we had, like explained what our costumes were <laughs> <laughs> And then <laughs> the universe was like no
1: <laughs> She conspired against us Yeah, yeah. the first time <laughs> Yeah for the first time we put ever. On the
2: <laughs> yeah first loss yeah
1: yeah that's true we've been lucky so far we haven't really lost any episode before Mm-mm. super lucky
2: and considering the amount of like technical difficulties we have like how are we not fucking something up before <laughs> like i don't know but it had to happen and it happened in the beginning of season two
0: yeah yeah
2: so at least we waited that long but
1: That was our little disclaimer, and now we can jump right into the episode. Woo! Alright, so what do we want to tackle first in Runner? Uh, Ford. How we feel about him? Yeah, this is our goodbye to Ford episode. Um, And an interesting send-off it is, for
0: sure. I love you. It. Well, it's just okay. What did <laughs> we say last time? <laughs> Which, what can we say yeah. that we don't don't sound too depressed right from the back. <laughs> right,
1: right. I'm trying to like censor myself a little bit. Yeah. In what I'm saying. It's I okay.
0: So I think you asked, how do we feel about Ford? I feel really bad for him. Yeah. Um he has such a difficult journey, it's such a difficult story and it's this episode I think I I like this episode I think it's really good it's um I think it's a bit weird that they put um this could have been the last time we see Ford right um and I think it's a bit weird that they put that episode together with the the introduction of the new guy. And I think it could uh, very well have been two separate episodes. and then it, it, I think it would have given both characters more, um, I don't know, would have give, done them more justice, especially Ford, because Ford had been a, a elite character for one season. We talked about it um, a lot <laughs> in this last season that he often didn't have a lot to do. Like he sometimes disappeared halfway through the episode. Or just um, wasn't really there, wasn't really given a lot to do. Didn't really get a solo episode. So we didn't know a lot about him, about his family. Like we got like little crumbs here and there. And I feel like in this episode we see a lot of... We see the most of him, maybe. And it's sad because that's the last time we see him. Not the last time, but... Uh, like one of the last times we see him, and we get so much about his character. Of course, he has changed now. He's, um, yeah, basically a drug addict, and there's there's a lot <laughs> in this in this um, episode.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a lot to unpack in regards to Ford here. I think it's disappointing that at a point in the story where they had given him substance and they had given him um, this sort of character arc, for lack of a better word, um, something for his character to do or to be on the show. Um, he was being written out of it. Uh, I think it would have been interesting in a from a more drama perspective if they had... Um, kept Ford on the show, on the base, while struggling with this sort of, um, wraith enzyme addiction, and slash disfiguration, um, slash transformation, um, and it could have made for really interesting character arc from him that was lacking in the first season, uh, but we didn't... We didn't get it, uh, unfortunately. Uh, And where they did take his character later on uh, was kind of nowhere. So, kind of setting up this interesting thing to go nowhere. So, um, that bit of it was disappointing. However, I did feel like this episode... um, brought to light, like you said, Ash, a lot of Ford's inner demons, for lack of a better word, uh, that we kind of got glimpses of during the first season, but very, very briefly. And also, um, we kind of got to see a little bit more uh, his relationships with people, particularly, I think, uh, Rodney, number one, um, but a little bit of John as well which was nice to see.
2: Uh, Going back to what you said, uh, Tor, a little bit earlier, um, that's a good point. I think it would have been really cool if uh, he had struggled with with the enzyme on Atlantis for the rest of the season, you know, and it could have been, I mean, there's so many different directions I could have taken that, you know, because, I mean, maybe in the end, like, he does do, like, the hero sacrifice and that's his final send-off. You know, he something happens with Michael and he's kind of the one to pay the price, or um, or maybe he survives it and but like he's can't be in the team anymore, so they send him back to earth or something. Um, so there's so many different ways that they could have kept him on, and I think it would have been really fun, um, to have him on the base and to be struggling with this while the team is like kind of having a new person in. And like, what's that relationship like now? Like, are they gonna? they have beef like what's the problem here and you know we've said this on multiple occasions but the best characters in Stargate they're always the people who have connections to the villains in some way they're the most interesting backstories you know like Vala to the Ori is like my absolute favorite thing in SG-1 because it ties into the Ori and the gold in such interesting ways um and you know we've mentioned Taylor and Ronan who we meet this episode, and they have such interesting ties to the Wraith. And I think giving that extra layer to Ford would have been so interesting and would have kind of given him a purpose, which is something that they have said before. They were like, oh, we didn't have, like, a, like a spot for him, or we just like, didn't know what to do with him. Like, we felt like his character had run out of things. And I think that's such a pathetic excuse. Um, Because, I mean, us three sat here for five minutes and made this up. <laughs> like, there's so many different ways that they could have incorporated him into at least like one more season if they really wanted to get him out um, in a much more seamless, I think, transition instead of just being like, he's evil now. And then we know what happens to him at the mid-season finale, and then he's just like, well, he might be alive, he might not, bye. Um, <laughs> and, you know, cause it's not only like strange for the audience, you know, it's also strange for the characters because people have always made this like criticism against the show and the characters. They're always like, why does the team not give a shit about Ford? They're always like, Ford does not, they don't give a fuck. Like after he leaves, they're like, anyways, like <laughs> they barely ever mention him ever again. Um, if they ever, I don't think they ever mention him again, genuinely, until we see him in John's uh, fake dream. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I think what Tora said earlier would have been really cool to see him on the season throughout the whole season and having that extra element of are we curing him? Is it working? Like, are, are we learning more about the Wraith? But like, is this even ethical too? Because like, we're curing him against his will and it could have you know and then he gets better and then is he really better? Does he like, when, he, when Michael comes, like, is it weird that they're bonding? Like, is it you know is there a problem there i don't know jumping puddles canon though we'll do that he'll, he'll be in our story
0: yeah i think in the jumping puddles canon he he would return with them to atlantis at the end of this episode maybe or i don't really remember the, what's happening in the mid season um two parter and side note is he does he really we don't know if he dies
1: it's totally ambiguous. No idea. They
0: literally, yeah. Okay. They're literally like, he could be out
2: there.
1: We'll oh. never know. Yeah. And then fun. they were like, he's never, yeah.
0: he died, I guess. So. Yeah.
1: But we're not going to look for him or anything. Because why would we do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. I think, in, I think I would like to incorporate in him into our canon as he struggles with this for a while but he somehow overcomes it and then just joins a different team maybe with what did we say Lauren, Catman and Parrish yeah yeah it's just the four of them they are like AR2 or maybe AR6 I don't know but they they're just out there doing their own shenanigans and yeah it's so weird that the team doesn't Oh yeah that the show kind of forgot about him after after they wrote, wrote him off because it kind of reminded me the scene i think it's no it's not in the end of runner it's when he first leaves atlantis when he steals the jumper and um and there's a scene with john in front of the gate and i think elizabeth is going to talk to him um and he's like, yeah, we're going to find him. And it, to me, that felt a lot like uh, in SQ1 when in the end of Children of Our Gods, when um, Daniel says, like, yeah, Sheree uh, is still out there and Skara as well. And yeah, we're going to find them. We're going to look for them. And that's, a, that's an arc that goes over several seasons. <laughs> they don't bring them up in every episode, but every few episodes, it kind of comes up. That That's the purpose. Uh, for their missions at first. Um, yeah. And it's weird that. It just kind of forgot about Ford. And yeah. It's just unfair to the character. <laughs> Especially after he. He'd been a. Main character. I. Yeah.
1: And like you mentioned Sam. It would be really juicy for interpersonal relationships too. Um, like. Having Ronan come in. When he's still. Like. Convalescing. Or recovering. Or. Whatever. Um, And having those old insecurities kind of popping up and then actually having them addressed uh, textually um, and kind of giving a reason to why he was so sidelined in the first season. Like, kind of making that worth it for the audience. Like, having it pay off in a sort of emotional way. Like, oh, we were setting up for this sort of emotional arc for um, Ford instead of it being like, Well, we didn't know what to do with him, so that was it, kind of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think at the end of the day, yeah, I think in our jumping puddles canon, he is gonna be throughout. He's gonna be in this season. We're gonna bring him up Hmm. and be like, oh, what's it for during this episode? In our jumping puddles canon, like he's gonna be in a hospital bed. Like we're gonna we're gonna incorporate this. Okay, so. This is why you have to watch every episode of Gem and Petals, not to <laughs> plug. Um, but you're going to miss some important shit, because we're going to be referencing Ford, and if you don't watch this episode, you're going to be like, what the hell is, Ford isn't in this episode. Or you're be like, well, he's in our brain. Yeah, he's going to be in, hes gonna be in throughout the season, and even in the future, because we he said he we want to put him with Padman uh parish and lord and we had uh, i'm so mad that that got deleted because i don't remember well we had like a whole tangent about like all of our headcanons on how the four of them would act on like the base uh, i think we said like ford and cadman would be kind of like besties um what else did we say
1: oh they would beat up people who would make fun of parish for his plant <laughs> oh
0: my gosh Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. They would all be. Pre- they would. I feel like if they were a team, uh, Catman and Pork would always run about, run around, causing trouble. And Parrish would wander off and just find a new plan to be interested in. And Lord is kind of like the dad of the of the group, <laughs> trying to keep them all together and keep them all alive.
2: Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Ford and Cadman are like off like hanging out with like a new like uh, species they found. They're like, oh my god, this is so much fun. Cut to like, Lord like trying to like build a rope to yank Perish <laughs> out of this hole. And Perish is like, oh wait, wait. Perish is like, you leave me in here. There's like some really cool samples like in here. And Ford's like, no, I'm gonna get you out. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren and Taylor meet up for lunch like every few weeks and they just like rant. Oh. They have a therapy session cuz they're like we're both the parents yeah. of all the, <laughs> of our teams. And Taylor's like, "Well, I tried this technique to get John to listen." And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to try that for Cadman. Like, ooh. They're just exchanging parenting tips.
0: Yeah. They would do that.
1: This is making me wish we had like a spin-off series <laughs> with the B team. It's just like like we mentioned before, like a lower decks, but it's just them doing silly stuff.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Also, please. would love if I there did.
1: was an episode where, like, Lauren was in trouble. He gets, like, kidnapped or something. um Like, John always gets kidnapped for his gene. And, like, <laughs> after fooling around and not realizing he was gone for forever, the parish, Cadman, and Ford have to figure out a way to get him back.
2: Oh, my God, please. Yes. And they make Parrish the bait <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yep, because they're like, you don't have a gun. Like you can do. Like he's like, I don't have a gun. And they're like, exactly. <laughs> if like, you have to do this, so we can shoot them when they come close to you. And he's like, oh my god.
0: Or he's using the technique that he learned from John because he used to be the bait because because he was the youngest. But now now he can use it use someone else. <laughs> he's very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's really not that hard to incorporate him. Like, just every us and now, just a little scene, just them shipping off or coming back. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Me dropping it every time. We mentioned it last time, but Ford just gives us such, like, golden retriever energy. Yeah, You know, fun. Like, from the little, the little happiness moments that we got, obviously not in this episode, or actually, <laughs> there was a little bit of it in this episode, yeah, too. We'll talk yeah. about that, actually. Um. But like the little crumbs of like his true personality are so sweet. Like he seems like such a sweetie. He's definitely the youngest. You could tell he gives off baby energy, um, which is just so cute. And it's just so sad that we barely got to see any of that. But
0: there's a little bit of that in this episode. Yeah, those were really the kind of the hardest scenes to watch. I felt like because he yeah. was snapping back and forth between this um, I don't want to say crazy uh, <laughs> uh, between his like evil personality and his um, the side that we have sometimes seen in like his excited and baby or little brother energy and um, every time he snapped back into into that side into that we knew and that would make him I don't know likable it was always like oh it's he's still there. He's still there and but he's changed so much and he sometimes I think in the beginning especially you it didn't really I didn't get the feeling that he was aware that he was changing sometimes so much. Um but I think in the scene where he um we gotta talk about, about his relationship with uh, Rodney uh later. <laughs> But uh, when he when he shoots not at Rodney but uh, like at the at the bushes around him, and Rodney's like you could have killed me. And um, you see um, Ford snapping back into his like I think he's genuinely scared of himself what he just did because he lost control, and maybe that's one instance where he realizes that something is off. But at the same time, he he thinks that. Um, how the enzyme has changed him it has made him better and yeah just he was so nuanced in this in this episode you he, he saw so many different layers of his character um they were all um amplified by the enzyme i guess but that's that's what made him so interesting
1: yeah you mentioned something really interesting there about um ford and his wraith superpower the sort of idea that like we've been mentioning all season one and today ford is the youngest in the group and i feel like he has the most to prove um maybe even more than Taylor, who is not from earth or doesn't have their training or whatever but you know holds her own obviously as part of the team i feel like Within Ford, we've seen these glimpses of sort of insecurity. Him uh, coming off as kind of an asshole when he's trying to be a leader because he's so desperately trying to assert his authority. Um, and this idea of him, you know, having these powers because of the Wraith enzyme. Not only is it addicted to him because of it's a drug, but also because of the the abilities that it gives him to. To I guess, in a way, it sort of um, makes him feel like he can contribute more to the cause of Atlantis. Like, he can be make a bigger difference than he could as just regular Ford, which I think not only stems from his own insecurity, but maybe a failing of, unfortunately, his friends, in a way, um, which I guess we'll get into when we talk about his relationship with Rodney. And yeah, it's just so sad and so delicious because it gives his character such a, a tragic but relatable and uh, emotional uh, core that unfortunately, again, we don't get to see carried on through the show.
0: I love that you say so, that it, it makes me so delicious because, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true. It's it's what gives him gives him his character substance. And oh, what you said that all that comes from his insecurities, and that he feels that he can contribute more now. It makes me so sad because he should. It shouldn't be like that. He shouldn't feel like he has to constantly prove himself to to the team, to Atlantis, because. I'm sure she he, he like he was selected for this expedition. Um, he wasn't just like sent there; he was selected for it because uh, of his uh, abilities. So yeah, <laughs> that's really sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's so young too, and he's already John's second in command. I'm pretty sure um, textually, uh, and so yeah, it's just. It's, it's sad. And I, I appreciate how Rodney um, throughout the episode was telling him, you know, you don't need the enzyme. You don't have to prove anything to us. You can just come home. Like it's not, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Like we don't care about that. We just want you to get better. And I think uh, it was even more powerful because it was coming from Rodney. Uh, Somebody who doesn't mince words or, um, you know, lie to make people feel better. And he's the one telling Ford that, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. And they just care about him. Uh, I thought that was really powerful. And spoke a lot to the sort of relationship that they have underneath the surface of, like, big brother, little brother energy and annoying each other (laughs) that they had in season one. You nailed that right
2: on the head. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost like sadder in a way um, that Rodney is finally saying all the things that Ford like would have loved to hear when he was like quote unquote like normal or like quote unquote like regular. Um, it just sucks that like no one in the team like noticed how like Ford was like almost like drowning at some point in his own insecurity. Um, and it kind of just makes them all look even worse. I mean, we already criticized them for being shitty-ass friends for them being like, well, he's probably dead. And they just kind of like moved on with their lives. But this is even worse um, because now they realize kind of their mistakes. I guess you could say, or at least Rodney does. I'm not sure about John and Taylor because they were off <laughs> with Ronin. Which, again, brings us back to the whole this should have been a solo Ford episode and not a split up of Ron. Um Going back to what you said about Rodney and Ford, though. Uh, man, it just sucks that this is the one episode we get of, like, their dynamic. Because <laughs> it's so, so freaking good. I mean, everything about it, David and Rainbow just knocked it out of the freaking park. Their chemistry together was just... So good for barely having any scenes together in the first season. Their acting was so good. The way they could switch from like humor to like serious was insane. Like masterwork. Because it's just them two like yelling in the forest for most of the episode. Um, and so just a little shout out, a little gold star to both of them because absolutely killed it. But, you know, I I fucking love this moment so much. Before we get into the sadness, I fucking love it. Of The one where Ford is just shoving Rodney into a bush. He's like, quiet! Pushes him into a bush. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's so many of those little moments in this episode that just, I think, really work hard and balance the tone of the episode. You know, because... It is a quite serious episode, uh, but there's those little moments between them that just uh, bring me so much joy.
0: Yeah, their their scenes together were all excellent, both from like from the acting and just yeah, also just the 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 episode, the script, and everything. It was just fantastic. I I love the first time like we have. Uh, lauren and Rodney looking for for Ford, and um, when they think they hear Ford, um, Lauren kind of pushes Ron- uh, Ronan. Rodney to 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 talk to Ford to show himself, and Rodney's kind of like, what 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 do I do? Why why do I need to talk? And then he he says, "Hey Ford, it's me, your best friend, Rodney." And it's <laughs> like, oh, oh, best friend. <laughs> really (laughs) 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 and i'm not sure if he's if he's serious or if he's just trying to lure him in (laughs) but (laughs) the fact that he said it um even even if he just said um your friend it, it would have been so wholesome and yeah it's for
1: sure i i I love Rodney's whole like full circle this in this episode where I feel like at the beginning, like that scene that you just mentioned, he was talking to Lauren and he was kind of being sarcastic and he was like, yeah, me and Ford have so much in common. Like we, I talked to him about my experiments and he, he tells me how he can dismember a man using weapons. <laughs> and I mean, he's telling the truth. But at the same time, despite the fact that they don't have very much in common, uh, we can see the genuine care they have for each other um, in this episode. And that they did have a friendship, uh, despite that, uh, throughout season one. And, you know, there's so many little moments that show that. Like uh, Rodney gossiping with Ford about what's been going on on Atlantis when he was awake. And, you know, Ford being actually interested in what Rodney has to say, like, the fact that he was so excited about John's promotion with no sort of, like, jealousy or anger in his voice at all. Like, he was just genuinely happy for him. And then, you know, the moment you mentioned where he, out of, like, a fit of frustration and manic energy, uh, almost shoots Rodney and is really afraid that he could have almost killed Rodney in that moment. And then Rodney turning around and forgiving him for almost shooting him and still wanting Ford to come home regardless of what he just did. Uh, And then Ford running off subsequently and Rodney chasing after him instead of going back to the jumper to safety. So it's just those little things uh, throughout the episode that I just really appreciated seeing their relationship come full circle but also um sort of rodney's character arc that he went through in season one as well being reflected in his relationship with ford like yeah he's an asshole but you know he really cares about these people he cares about his friends and inside he's a little marshmallow he's a marshmallow covered in steel Our rodney (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> That's so
2: funny. Um, Yeah, and just, again, jumping off <laughs> of Tora's words, I think it's really interesting, and I'm going to say the word sad again. Lots of sadness in this episode. But I think it's so interesting and sad. We kind of see all shades of their rela- relationship in this episode. Like, we see the humor. We see just sort of, like, their kind of awkwardness because they... <laughs> don't think they're the same, but like, they don't see each other like I like Rodney sees him as just the military guy and like Ford sees him as like the smart one. But they don't they haven't broken down those barriers. And we also see their the negative side, their toxic side, <laughs> the toxic side of the relationship. Um, you know, we talked about it, uh, but I love when they're fighting and Ford brings up Rodney's like previous bullying of him. He is not going to let Rodney go uh, without bringing that up. And you can kind of tell that, like, it's been on his mind for a while or it's something he remembers and he did not like and he kept quiet at that time. And now that he's super forward, he feels like he can bring that up and he feels stronger, strong enough to reveal, like, his vulnerability, uh, which is so sad. And I feel like I oh man, I don't remember Rodney's face in that moment, but I want to say I almost feel like Rodney must have been so taken back, and it's just going off of what I just assume about his character. I feel like he must have just been like, you remember that? Or like, you like, actually like, kept thinking about that after? Whereas probably to Rodney, it was just like a like a comment or two, and he's probably thinking, well, I've said worse to other people, so it won't matter. But it's he didn't realize, like, and they both just didn't see each other as more than just their roles in Atlantis, and I wonder if, you know, well, at least in our canon, we know they'll get over that, but <laughs> I wonder if the show had actually bothered to keep Ford around, if they would have kind of broken down those barriers, and I want to say they, they wouldn't have, because, yeah, but no, the fighting was good, though, I loved it. <laughs> I love the fight. Give me all the angst and the toxic sides of the relationship. I love it.
1: absolutely. You bring up an excellent point. I like I feel like uh Rodney and Ford uh are sort of their biases work against them in their relationship with each other. um where like you said, um Rodney views Ford as this like jock and Ford used Rodney as this like nerd <laughs> and I think their insecurity over their those labels and their that station um creates a, a lot of tension in their relationship. So like comments like um in what was the episode? Um in the episode where they were playing Prime Not Prime and they basically called Ford Stupid, um bullying um. him. Uh, you know, that stuff hurts and I don't think that they they realized it in the moment like Rodney and, and Zelenka because it's like he's a jock like he doesn't care what we say we're like the kids he used to push in lockers when he was in high school so so yeah it's a lot of that like putting people into boxes thing that's awful yeah
0: they really did this yeah it's, yeah yeah and it's not just Rodney and the military guys. There are other relationships that are the same. I don't know if we want to start that already, but and it's not that bad. But um, Lauren and Parrish are again. They have this. There's the jog and the science guy, and I mean they have one scene and it's fun. But there's always that tension there. Yeah,
2: which we perceive it as sexual tension. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's funner that way. Yeah, because we're like, ooh, I see it. And these bitches were probably, like, just writing out all their trauma and just projecting all of it into these fictional characters. And us idiots are like, ooh, it's because they're gay. It's because they're (laughs) fucking, like. (laughs) if If you don't want us to think. (laughs) No. <laughs> they can't blame us if you don't want us to think that these characters are fucking then go to therapy
0: <laughs> I think that might be my favorite comment of this podcast yeah me too
2: I feel like we never realized how bad it was until we sat not to talk about it right now and I'm like
1: yeah, it's shocking it's, bad. it's an SG-1 really bad. too it's an
2: SG-1 and in universe yup Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and that's Ooh. like... That is serious levels of... Young beat each other up. All the time. <sighs> to the point where we were we were joking. We, there are there screenshots of us being like, ah, ha ha ha, it's because they're banging. Hate banging. <laughs> hate.
0: Hate. Focus on hate. They are hate-fucking. Hate-fucking. <laughs> hate <laughs> Also, can I just mention real quick that I'm so proud of us that we got toward so far into universe that <laughs> she mentions she says <laughs> she mentions universe. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> I know I turned to it's the like dark side 12. guys. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. We're not even that far into it and I'm so happy that it happened already.
1: Heck yeah. Yeah. It's hard. When you start it, it's like side note, but when you start Stargate universe it's like it sucks you in you're like i first you hate watch it and then you're like, oh wait maybe it's actually not horrible
0: <laughs> that's literally it I feel like that's i and I think a lot of people don't get past the hate watching part yeah. and that's really yeah. really sad because it it, what we had episode 12 I think. And yes, there yeah. are a few episodes that are really not good, but there are a few episodes that are so excellent. And as I remember, it only gets better from like mid-season one or maybe season 2, and then it just gets really 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 fucking good. And yeah. <laughs> no, it it's it's nuanced. It's um it's it's good.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun thing to watch. I don't know if it's because I'm watching with you guys, but it's fun.
0: I think it helps. It helps.
1: Yeah. Because we have
0: Sam and she's always like, look,
2: this is fun. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because again, like, I think it's so true. I think people like watch it with like hate in their eyes and like, hey, I did too. That was me. And then I watched the second season. I was like, okay, this is better. But I literally watched it like a year ago and then now I was like, oh, let me like rewatch it on Eclipse. And so I enjoy my time so much more the second time. And now the third time with you guys, I'm like, this is even better. Like it really does get better with like every rewatch, I feel like. Yeah. And I, again, better if we're going to keep this in. But if we do keep this in, I'll just put another plug in. I urge (laughs) you, I plead, I beg for people to just get past the hate watch stage. Just pick characters that you like and like watch it for them, and everyone else that you don't like, just ignore them. It's hard. <laughs> and if you don't want to ignore them, just make funny stuff up about them. That's yep. how we deal with Russian Young. <laughs> They're banging in our eyes. <laughs> not because we want them to, not because we ship it. It's a hate ship. Yeah. But we yep. just
1: need to make it fun <laughs> so that we can watch the show. Toxic worsties. Yes. Yeah. I was just. I was thinking, what did we say what when... I was? I, I
0: remembered worsties, but yeah, toxic worsties.
1: Yep. toxic worsties. They deserve each other.
0: Yeah, truly, truly. Because no one else deserves them. Exactly,
1: no one in
0: not a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: No one has to deal with that. No one should have to deal yeah. with that.
0: Anyways.
2: <laughs> Let's let's do. Unless did anyone have anything else to say about like
1: Ford Rodney? Mm-mm. I was all done.
0: I love how we always bring up characters who are not in the show yet, or not even in the in the same <laughs> yeah show. Because we did it with Ronan, and I think we had a quite a long Jennifer rant last time we recorded yeah. this. And I'm not. I'm not mad that that's not happening again, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but we still brought her up again. I was like, we're always talking about characters <laughs> that are not here yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like weird. I guess we feel their absence, and so we like have to bring yeah. them up somehow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, and man. yeah, we really need. We we have to continue forward. We have to do him justice. We we need to do that.
1: Yeah. I like, I already like, um, what our universe has in store for him. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah.
2: Oh, Lauren and Parrish, let's get some happiness in here.
1: Heck yeah. Um,
2: we finally
1: meet Parrish. Woohoo! <laughs> the scene he that spawned up. five million kajillion fix on AO3.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one Woo-hoo! scene. One fucking scene. And how many, f- uh, like... They are in the top, like in fourth think, right. place on AO3. Yeah. yeah, the fourth popular ship in the Atlantis tech, which is insane because they have one fucking scene. <laughs> I have one
2: scene? Crazy. It's like 600 or like 500 to 600 fix. Yeah. About with them. Okay, that's correct. Uh, Parish, my son. He has two scenes. I, not, you know, one in season five. Okay, we'll get there in ten years. But <laughs> in one in one scene, he fucking ate. Mm-hmm. He ate his five minutes of screen time straight up. I would die for Parrish. I love Parish. He is so freaking cute. And I'm so mad he didn't just stick around um, because... I need him and Lauren to be hanging out all the time. I need to see them get together. I need to see their wedding. I need to see him and Katie Brown being best friends.
0: That's true. That's the yeah. truth. Katie and yeah. Parrish are besties. Yep. They would be so cute. They are both such sunshine personalities. Yeah. And them together would just be the the cutest... I'm sitting together, trying to figure out names for new plants they find.
1: <sighs> Cuteness overload. So
2: freaking cute. And I think we've mentioned this before. Or maybe we haven't. I don't <laughs> know at this point. I think in our jumping paddles, can I think, did we all talk about, or did we all agree that, like, they're, like, the first couple that, like, kind of got married? And, yeah. like They're just kind of, like, the OG couple of Atlantis. <laughs> they're, like, yeah. the couple that everyone's, like, oh, God, like, they're so cute, domestic. Like, a couple that everyone's like, that's true love. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're the old couple in our canon.
1: (laughs) They definitely have old married couple energy in this scene. So I understand why their dynamic spawned so many fics. And it's not even just, like, fix of them as, like, a background pairing with, like, John and Rodney or, like, somebody else in, in the foreground. Like, no. Like, they have their own... Fixed, like, alone, with no other pairing in them. <laughs> um, and we can see why. Like, their chemistry is really fun. Um I love, like, the whole, like, Lauren rolling his eyes like, babe, not another plant. And Parrish is like, yes, another plant. And, like, going on and on about the plant. And Lauren being like, okay. <laughs> it was just so great. I love that. I love that.
2: Oh, I love that part, too. I think he, like... He's like, oh my gosh, look at that. And Lauren's like, what? Like Lauren's like ready to like fight. Like, who is it? And Parish is like, up blend. Or he's like, ah, oh, like this is something. And Lauren's like, oh my God, like I can do <laughs> it. Just it's so cute. And I think, yeah, there's so much unnecessary touching too in the in the <laughs> scene. Like Lauren like grabs Parrish. is like, no, we're going this way. And he's like, come on. Or like his hands like on his back, I think, at one point. And he's like, no, we're like pushing him like out of the door. Um, so uh, uh. I love it. It's a five. It's like a two-minute scene, and it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Truth.
0: I can just relate to Paris a bit because plants. Like, I'm not a botanist, but I always. I think if I was in Atlantis, I would either be a linguist or or historian, but probably more linguist and or a botanist because I do have plants. <laughs> 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 and like, Paris is like me in IKEA. Like, oh my God, there's a plant. Oh my God, look at this one. I can't get all of them, but I want to. And yeah, it's just it's such so adorable to to watch. And it's just people being excited about something they are passionate about. It's just it's always wholesome to see. Also, something I wanted to mention: this the actor I forgot his name, but he's also in Sanctuary, the show with Amanda Tapping, what? and um, he plays Nikola Tesla. What? <laughs> And he's a vampire. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. gosh. <gasps> yeah. He's uh, like, he's not, he's, he's a recurring character. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Now I feel like And I he's much. so much fun.
0: I think he's one of my favorites in Sanctuary. He's, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, no,
2: I definitely that's been on the list for a while. Um, but that's definitely getting bummed up because I need to see him as a vampire. I think he's so he's so cute. He's um, so sexy. Oh I just him as a hot vampire.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, yeah. Also <laughs> So I don't know why that why I found that so funny, but Lauren referred to a wraith as a sucker. Like, oh, look, here's a dead sucker. Oh, we got a dead sucker. And I was like, I get it, but you
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny. It's kind of like a double entendre almost because not that way. um but, but, like, yeah, they suck your, like, life out of you or whatever. But he could be like, oh, it's such a sucker, you know, like, for dying. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: english yeah. is such a
1: funny language i, I it is
0: i love it <laughs> it's really annoying but it's also fun <laughs>
1: yeah true that well
2: i just wanted to bring up really quick um because i mean as we're segueing closer and closer to ronin which is like the big oh yes big one um i just wanted to quickly mention uh how much i freaking love that scene the beginning of John bullying Rodney for coming in late and then uh the entire team like bullying Rodney for his concerns about the sun <laughs> or like the sunscreen I uh uh it's these little moments that just fill me up with so much joy and I love that like everyone including Lauren it's like Carson Lauren Taylor and Elizabeth just turned to him and they're like you are not complaining about the sun right now <laughs> and they're all walking past him and he's like well it's like a valid concern like he's just trying to explain himself and it's like it's not working everyone's just like dude just go just get out there
0: Taylor just dead panic when what does he say like oh my skin is very fair don't you see that and she's just like yes <laughs> yeah I I love them I love I love them as a team like not just the AR one but just the whole team, and them all hanging out in Elizabeth's office. It's so cute. Yeah.
1: I imagine, like, they went to the mainland one time, and Rodney wore swim trunks, and, like, the reflection of the sun off his legs blinded Taylor, and so she's <laughs> like, yes, we know you're pale. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm crying. <laughs> That's
2: canon now. That's very canon now.
1: But I, I, I you know, it's always Rodney loving hours in in Tor's life. Um, I am obsessed with the fact that he had made his own sunscreen. And it's cocoa butter scented. Because I guess he likes cocoa butter smell. And it's SPF 100. And it's waterproof. Like, damn, Rodney, if you patented that, you'd be rich right now. Now that I think of it, I think there's a fic where like someone was like AU, where Rodney sold his sunscreen and got rich or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. That's how he got rich in um The Road Not Taken.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't a dot-com millionaire. He, he sold sunscreen.
0: Yeah. He sold his
2: waterproof 100 SPF sunscreen.
1: <laughs> hey, I would buy it. Oh,
2: instantly. Leak the recipe, Rodney. Leak it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also thought it was really cute that, um, you know, his concern for the radiation extended not only to himself, but the team as well. So um, when they went back for radiation suits, they brought back four with them. And he was like, guys, like, you should put one on. and No one wanted to wear one. <laughs> He gave severe mom energy uh, in that scene, which is so great. I love uh, a a helicopter mom Rodney moment. It's so good.
0: It's funny because you wouldn't expect uh, Rodney to be the mom friend, but in this, I guess he just takes radiation and radiation very serious. Of course. Yeah. It was adorable. He cares about people. He, he does. cares so much about people. Does, so does. About, does. about everyone. Yeah, and he brought all yeah. the suits. Yeah, and he's and even wanted willing to, to
1: share. He was like, "We can take turns."
2: <laughs> He—he's like—he's the mom friend in that he's like worrying. He's not the one that'll take care of you, though. <laughs> that's Taylor. True. Yeah, but he's—he's yeah, he's the one, one who's point. like, "Guys, don't worry. I brought the snacks."
0: No, like, no. The guy's like, I, I play- ate all the
2: snacks. <laughs> that, that's true too. Valid. But I feel like he definitely, he's the one that's like worrying, like, I don't know if we should do this. So he's like, let's be cautious here. And then Taylor's the one who's holding back your hair as you're throwing up in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um. God, I feel so bad. segueing into this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Well,
2: no, no, no. I was going to do something else first. And then we'll oh, do okay. Like, but I was going to say... Sorry to zap the fun out of this part. Um, but we need to talk about Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I mentioned it in The Intruder, or maybe in the, I don't know, one of the sieges. I don't know. I've mentioned it recently where I was like, I'm very curious to see when we can start to notice the regression of Rodney's character. And unfortunately, I think we made it, guys. (laughs) I think this is the start. Um, Yay! I know. (laughs) I I really did enjoy Rodney this episode. Don't get me wrong. I just think there were certain moments where I felt like he was the only one carrying the comic relief. Mm -hmm. And I think this is when the writers were like, oh, wait. David could do the whole thing by himself. Like, he doesn't need anyone. Like, he's so good on his own. And I think, like, you see it here. I think the foundation of what Rodney is going to become, which is a character of himself. Because um, there were, like, some funny moments, but I also think that there were just some where I was like, I would have preferred if, like, or I just, I don't think I would have seen season one Rodney doing that. Like, there's kind of, like, already a difference, a split between the two. And it just, I think it really undermines his character a little bit. Um, it, not too much. I think when you watch the episode by itself, like, you're watching it for the first time, I don't think you could really tell the difference that much. But I think with the context of, like, we're, how we're studying each episode and how we've kind of said that we've been waiting for the episode to come where this regression hits that i think we were able to pick it up on this episode and spoiler alert because we had already we already watched duet we just haven't recorded it yet i think this trend just continues to do in duet and you can see it completely in duet (laughs) that i think you can say that runner is the first part and then past duet it's like okay like honestly like i think they crossed the line many times in duet that's a topic for episode um but yeah so i love this episode um i love certain moments in this episode but i think it just kind of hurt to watch certain scenes because i was like and there it is we're never gonna get the more serious side of rodney as much ever again or we, we do get it but it's just it becomes less and less it becomes less and less of a person or a real person that you feel could exist and more of just kind of like the silly guy
1: yeah i a hundred percent agree um and i thought what you said was really striking there's like a level of goofiness to his character in certain moments in this episode that we just did not see in season one you know like I'm trying to, like, think back in the season to anything and I can't even compare. Like, nothing. It's a big leap that they did. Uh, and I don't like it. (laughs) Like, I like, I think it's fun sometimes when it's used, like, liberally. Uh, and and not, like, constant. And he's the only one being in the comedic relief and it's always slapstick. Um, but I feel like it kind of devolves. As we go on, for sure, you're right. So, not looking forward to that as we continue on. But,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, It uh, for me it's very interesting to watch um, Atlantis this time around with a more <laughs> analytic eye, maybe, with a more... Um, not as focused on one character. Um, and I think it was... <laughs> quite early I feel like it was quite early when we started um this podcast that I think it was Sam who mentioned that Rodney eventually becomes a caricature caricature? Uh, of himself and I was like okay I don't really know what you mean but we'll see and I do see it now and I understand what you mean now and I think in this episode it evens Like, yeah, if you know how it continues, then you definitely see this as, like, the groundwork. But I think in this episode, it kind of evens itself out, because he is quite serious in other scenes, um, with, with, yeah, okay, it's all with Ford. But, um, we see not only him as a comedic relief, not only him and his uh, physical comedy, um, but also, um him getting angry or scared, like, we get get such a range of emotions of him in this episode, which I love. I love emotional people. Like, emotional, I feel like a lot when people say, oh, I'm getting emotional, it's mostly just, like, crying, but I mean emotional on, like, every level, like, full range of emotions. And I like when characters experience the whole range of emotions. And I feel like we got that uh, from Rodney in this episode, and I enjoyed that. And yeah, with that I also enjoyed the comedy. And um, but yeah, it's it's it's. Um, now that you've pointed out both of you, um, that he's the only one who who's there for the comedic relief. It's it's yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't be just on one character to carry that.
2: Yeah, and I think it's so fr- especially what's frustrating about it in this episode is that like they had a comic relief duo we saw in the first two minutes. It was Lauren and Parrish. (laughs) They only had them for the first scene. And then they just got rid of them, and they made Rodney do the heavy lifting the entire time. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I think, it's not again, what Ash said, it's not even, like, that bad in the episode because it is balanced. But I think it would have been even better if they had cut out some of his more... He rants about sunscreen, like, five times. (laughs) And I was like... They are they're they were they beating the horse. They were beating that damn horse like with that joke. I was like, God damn, they are milking every little laugh of that joke as possible. And I think that if they could have cut like two of them or three of them and give just given like some of these scenes to like the C plot, they could have had a C plot with Lauren and Parrish. Or maybe that would have made the episode way too overstuffed, which you're gonna talk about with Ronan, because there are things that are overstuffed. But instead of those useless Ronan flashbacks, it could have been a whole thing with Uh, Lauren and Parrish maybe like Parrish is on the hunt for that damn plant and Elizabeth is like it it could have made Elizabeth involved too Elizabeth's like you have to get that damn plant and Lauren's like are you goddamn kidding me she's like yes (laughs) Parrish says it could like heal like something like it could help like it's caffeine or something like and they're like well goddamn let's go and so like it could have been a whole thing about like them two trying to chase down this plant or like an animal or just something silly and and then it cut you know cuts to Ronan and John and Taylor and then Ford and Rodney, um, and I think that would have just been an, maybe again maybe it's overstuffed, but I think honestly it would have been better overall to balance out the comic relief and also I guess we can kind of segue a little bit into that, but to get rid of those damn useless Ronan flashback scenes, absolutely horrid.
1: Yeah, this is a side note, but I feel like. Um, Rodney overall is a character I think throughout the um, show and maybe we'll delve into this more when we do a bonus episode on him I feel like he is the most three-dimensional of all the characters because the writers give him so much the problem becomes when they give him everything (laughs) like you said like He's the heart of the show, he's also the slapstick comedian, he's the straight man, like, it's just, like, too, too many, too many things. Um, and they need to give the other characters something to do in the episode besides Rodney doing it all. Like, he does the exposition, he explains all the science, like, it's just everything, he does everything all the time, so, um, he gets all the dialogue, like, it's just too much. So, Yeah. Balance, definitely the key going forward. Um, but jumping back to Ronin, yes, I agree. Ronan should have had an individual introduction episode. And, uh, regarding the flashbacks in particular, why I find them so deplorable <laughs> is because it's so much more interesting for your character to have an air of mystery about him when you first introduce him. Um... And then later on reveal all this backstory about him. Maybe in a flashback episode. Um, Like in, I guess, the Tita-esque episode, but way earlier. Like happening in season two instead of season three. And then in this episode, leaving some of his origins a bit of a mystery. Um, The idea of, or the concept of the runner being sort of a folklore or legend to Taylor's people kind of lends itself to that sort of storytelling, like this sort of of word-of-mouth history. So instead of showing us in these flashbacks Ronan's whole deal, it could have been more of a, like, Taylor saying, like, oh, my people said, the runners are this, this, and this, and Ronan either agreeing or disagreeing or whatever verbally instead of just, like, flashing back to these, like, weirdly colored flashback scenes um in the middle of the episode. I don't know. I would have preferred that, I think.
0: Yeah, it would have I think it would have fit the character not even reacting to what Taylor said or what Taylor you kind of know could have could have explained what she knows from yeah, from Folklore. Because Ronan doesn't Talk a lot. We see that in the next Episode. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> um, so yeah. It would be Would have been very interesting to have him Just a little bit more of a mystery. I think They they already put A lot into this episode. With like The two arcs. Like they are An A and a B plot. But also it's kind of like Two A plots. Like it feels More like. I think they try to balance them uh, Out. And it's I said that earlier, but I think it, it doesn't do justice to either characters. And especially with all the... They're giving Ronan so much history, more than we ever got for Ford. And that's just something that makes me so angry. And um, yeah, it would have been so much more interesting. I think also as a as a viewer of the show, I think it would have been... Nicer to have one arc end and then another one uh, starting and then slowly building up to um, Ronan's history and um, his his struggle with the Wraith and um, all of that.
2: And I think, uh, yeah, well, going back to what Tor said earlier about the era of mystery thing and Ash touched on it as well, it just sucks because I think he has such an interesting backstory and it's like they had to do the most unimaginative thing possible like like in on one hand i'm like whoa they actually put in the effort to like film like these flashback scenes and then it's like but there's already like he's already giving us so much exposition on his own when he's just talking with taylor and john like we don't mean to see it i think and he did, they could have just cut out a lot of his like explanation and i also feel like it kind of just takes away like you're not like oh like is this is he gonna join the team or not you're not like oh like is this like a it's gonna be a, like a conflict of, like you know are you guys gonna fight it out blah blah, blah blah you just already know no he's gonna be part of the team because they're giving him so much already off the bat and it just kind of feels lazy or maybe just uh, just uh, i guess unimaginative i guess is the better word i'm not lazy because they put in the work but it just, just wasn't good <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about it is it it sucks because I just feel like Stargate in general is just so shit at introducing new characters. They have never got it right once in their life. Truly, they have never introduced a good character or a character in a good way. Let me rephrase that. Um, and I think both of these characters deserve better, Ronan and Ford. And it's not like there was, you know they absolutely couldn't have a for a ronin episode separately later on in the season are you kidding me how many useless episodes there are no offense to (laughs) (laughs) some later on are you the tower oh the tower exists it certainly does that that alone is like a federal crime (laughs) (laughs) like that alone is jail time and they couldn't have just made it a ronin episode instead like we bring this up all the damn time, but of course, this was show written in the 2000s, mostly by white men. Um, and you just kind of just feel already that there's some level of mistreatment um, for not even the characters, but also just like the actors. Like, they don't really deserve um, to receive so little uh, in comparison to their white male counterparts.
1: Agreed. Uh, I, I think it was Sam, you mentioned this last time we <laughs> recorded this episode. But um, even Taylor has so little to do in this episode, which is really frustrating. Um in particular, I think we mentioned in regards to her relationship with Ford, like we saw little hints how, you know, I think out of everybody on the team, they were the closest, or at least the kindest to each other, the most consistently. <laughs> You know, um, Ford supporting Taylor when she found out she had, you know, Wraith DNA as a part of her and, um, you know, vice versa. When Ford got injured, we always saw Taylor by his bedside, um, particularly in Hide and Seek. So, like, right off the bat, um, their relationship was clear. But in this episode, we didn't see that much um, between them at all. As much as I love the Rodney and Ford focus of the episode, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Taylor's passion for finding Ford, considering their relationship in Season 1.
0: Totally. Especially because Taylor is such a caring person and she's... I think it's, it's just part of her personality, personality to look after her team. I mean, it's basically it's Taylor's team. Let's be real.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. Um,
0: so it's weird that we got one crumb, if we even want to call it, where she she calls out for him and she calls him Aiden, and I think that's it. So she calls him by his first name, and then they end up finding Ronan instead of Ford, and yeah, they don't even they don't even have like a goodbye scene or anything. They they don't I I don't think do they interact at all in this scene? And in this episode? No. I no. I don't remember I think maybe Ford sees her, but I think she gets shot uh in that scene and so it's, she's just not there. But she she's shot he's getting shot by Ronan. Ronan shoots her a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's an that was thing. another thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was I was can you just Stop shooting her, please. Dude. Um He knows she's the most threatening yeah. presence there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably it. But yeah, it's it's really frustrating to see her not having any resolution with, with him at all.
2: Yeah. And you know, I forgot, there's a point where she finally starts talking. <laughs> but like for the first like twenty five minutes or so she's just not saying anything like she's just there she's just standing and it's like why aren't like she would she would speak she's like you know she's you know i used this term last time but Taylor is such an active character such an active personality but they made her so passive she's just completely passive in this episode and it just it, it kind of drives me crazy because they did all this work to establish her character introduction as like she's a leader. She's like this like super strong woman. Like she really cares about all these people. And like not only now, you know, she obviously cares about Ford. You know, they obviously have history together. She obviously, you know, cares about him. So it's not just about that angle. It's also like she, you know, we always joke, but yeah, this is her team basically. So it's like her also just feeling responsible for him. And she probably knows that they are the closest out of everyone. So she probably already you add that layer in. And you also add, like, there's so many layers. The obvious one. They both have Wraith DNA in them now. Or they both have, like, these ties to their Wraith. And it's like, Taylor would be the one to be like, I'm going to go talk to Aiden because I can relate to him. He was there for me at this time in my life. When I was confused, I should be there for him. It makes no sense that they had not a single scene of them interacting. And, like, it, it just... Ugh. I said this before, but I'm gonna say it again. This is the season, you know, where I think they took so many good steps forward in terms of like certain things. I'm like, oh wow, they're like really expanding this world or they're expanding this universe. And they also took like 20,000 steps backwards where it's like, is this SG one season two? Like, what are you guys on? Like, this is 1998 in their mind still. Or honestly like 1980s because they basically ripped off TNG. So they were just stuck there. <laughs> And they just never moved on to the two thousands. Yeah, I'm being so mean to the writers this episode. <laughs> Oops, She's sorry. Them. Oh, my my them. God. oh my god, yes, she wants season two. Oh, I bullied the <laughs> hell out of them. But like, I'm <laughs> sorry. It just—it's making me so angry because <laughs> I did. They like seriously. They, you know, we talked about it. This intruder. They started off so right. They like have done some really fun things. You know, we'll talk about it next episode in duet. But they keep like introducing new characters. And it's like, cause they're like, oh, the Deathless brought them. But it's like, oh fun, like new people. And then they do this shit for Taylor, where she's a background character for 25 minutes. And then she finally starts talking around. And it's like, okay, this is cool. But like she should not be here with him. Like she should maybe like meet him at the end, you know, with John. But like it should be like Rodney, Taylor, Ford, them three talking this all out. Because we know John gets his big talk with Ford, all their moments in the upcoming midseason. So this should have been the time to have them three work out their issues separately. Like,
1: (laughs) it's getting me so angry. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: and I think another consequence of this episode being way too packed full of stuff, too much stuff going on, is not giving the characters the room to breathe at all um and for us to see them interact and give us you know like you mentioned ash have a nice boat and resolution at least something a next step um in these characters arcs and relationships with each other
0: yeah i i didn't really i say i'm watching this more critically now but i still i'm missing so much so i'm so glad to be talking to you guys <laughs> So I, I th- I don't think I noticed at first how little Taylor had to do. I, I noticed that she got shot a lot, so she was knocked out for a bunch for most of the time. It feels like, um, and then I zoned out at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she was kind of like I don't remember what I I said last time, but. It it seemed a bit like she was picking up the pieces for John when he didn't know what to do anymore. He was like, "Okay, Taylor, you go now," and but it it almost like if he was giving her permission or something, or if he she had to get his permission to to say something or to, yeah. And even in the situation they put her in in the in the plot with with Ronan, she could. I, th- I feel like she could have done more because she she knows the Pegasus uh, galaxy she knows about the runners she knows about the wraith much more than the the humans do like the humans from earth so yeah either way they could have done more with her and used her her knowledge her wisdom her her skills just her whole skill set a lot more and yeah, I I also... I'm really sad when, when shows seem to forget about certain characters. And, yeah... We saw that in the first season with Port! <laughs> yeah. Let's not... Please, let's not repeat that. I don't think it's a, as bad, but... Yeah, this just... Especially... this We talked about it way in the beginning, I, I think, that this was supposed to be an ensemble show. Um, yeah. Yeah liars. <laughs> they they always forget about at least one one of the characters. And that's not even Elizabeth. She's barely in this episode. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because this episode plays off-world, takes place off-world, so it makes sense. But still. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Women. I know.
2: Mm. Yeah. Just to bring in uh some quick happiness before we go back to the sadness i fucking love that Ronan meets rodney and he like saves him from hanging upside down like that's their first meeting is he like cuts rodney down or whatever like from the little trap that he fell into um i think it's so cute uh (laughs) and i already love that Ronan is already uh saving rodney he's already carrying him basically (laughs) um and I just love when Rodney gets baby girl fied And I think Ronan does that to him. Ron- Ronan looks at him and he's like, that's a baby girl. <laughs> in a nice way. And the writers don't mean it in a nice way, but I mean it. R- Ronan in a nice way means it. He's just like, that's my that's my little man. That's my scientist guy.
0: <laughs> Gotta save him.
1: <laughs> yeah. So true. And we'll see so many more instances of Ronan being the protector the mama bear when it comes to rodney which i'm excited
2: they all care yeah. for each other it's so cute um another quick little thing sorry i'm just like yeah just the quick little ones quick little one twos um ford and Roden like actually have a fight like they actually meet like we're <laughs> that's kind of wild I, I it kind of pisses me off that this the ending of this episode takes place in the dark yeah. you can't see the knife fight very well yeah. and it drove me crazy because i'm like dude i want to see the knife fight are you kidding first of all knife fight knife fight that's cool so cool Stargate barely does those rarely second of all yo i kind of dig that it's ford and ronin because it's very much like you're taking my spot and it's like bitch no i'm not but it's like yeah you are and oh the tension there was so good yeah and they're both like surprisingly ford kind of like
0: Like hold his own against Vernon, which is kind of wild. Vernon's like insanely good. He's under under Wraith enzyme. True. Oh, that's 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 my explanation for it. But that fight sequence was excellent. I I was so impressed, and yes, it was in the dark that was sad. (laughs) TV shows and movies just please, please light your scenes, even if they take place at night, you can still I don't fucking care if it's unrealistic. (laughs) I don't fucking care. I want to see what's happening, okay?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. There are worse examples than this one, but it was... Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. And it can... Okay. I could go on a wrench about this. But yeah, no, it it can be... It's a fucking TV show that takes place in space, where the light comes from. Anyways, yeah, that, that fight scene was so much fun, and... Yeah, you're so right. It's kind of like fighting for for the spot, and it's funny because Ford doesn't want to go, but Ronan doesn't want, like he doesn't know if he wants to stay. Or at that point, he yeah. doesn't really. I think it, it's not even a question if he's gonna stay with them. I don't know, but it's still like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a it's an interesting situation. And also, I forgot that we got that fight, and it's. Yeah, I was I was just like watching it. it. Was like, oh my god, I need to slow down. This is so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Jason's energy in um, fight scenes that like he brings his all to them. Every Ronin fight scene, I feel like is so fun and so like real and powerful and just like big. Um, yeah, like his the way he holds himself when he's fighting. Like you can see like. His arm movements and stuff, but it still looks, like, real and true to, like, an actual fight. It's it's great. Alright, so I was going to bring up... Uh, I did like Ronan's character introduction um, in the sense of his character. Like, we got to know um, him, which is nice. I I particularly like the fact that, as a runner, um, he wouldn't stay in one place very long... Um, because he was worried about, um, disturbing, like, villages and stuff. Like, the wraith coming and, um, pillaging villages that he had stayed at or that helped him. And I thought that was so sweet and heartbreaking. And just speaks volumes of Ronan and what we're going to see of him, um, in in episodes to come. And even the little moment of him cutting Rodney down... (laughs) From the tree was very, like, a, a very kind Ronin thing to do. Even though, surface level, uh, he's a very gruff and tough guy. Um, I also really liked uh, Jason's delivery of lines in the episode. I feel like Ronin being on the run from Ray so long probably doesn't get the chance to speak to other people so much and so him sort of like talking really quiet and like monotonously um, and sort of um, like hard to hear sometimes because it's so quiet um, is like another level of juiciness to the character which is cool and I'm a sucker for the soft spoken um, strong guy Uh, I think that's really cool and fun
0: thank you when he talks it's it's all very condensed, like to it just says the bare minimum. And it makes sense because as you as you said tour, he he never stayed long anywhere except for like one time and he, he regretted that his whole life. Um Yeah, so it makes sense that he also he didn't want to, to jeopardize jeopardize others by um, spending too much time with them or talking too long them because, yeah, the Wraith might come after them for that.
1: And also the fact that he uh, recognized ancient technology. Our boy is smart! <laughs> yeah. He's damn smart. And I like <laughs> that, too.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, too, uh, when you mentioned about the villages part, um, I did not notice that he said that because it's so fun, too. I love when, you know, I'll give him a little bit of praise. I do love when the writers sneak in something and actually bring it up later because we do see, in, of course, the next solo episode, I think, which is called Satita uh, for season three, Ronan visits the village that he stayed in and that was like burned to the ground, um, or, like was raised because, you know, he led the right raid there. So it's fun that he talked about it and they brought it up a season later. I love that.
0: Planting Yay, the seeds. Please. Yeah,
2: good. Good, good,
0: good. <laughs> I also thought about Ronan. Um, the I don't know if it's the last scene, but one of the last scenes where he is in Atlantis and he's like, he has a room. I think he has a pretty good view of the city. But I guess just all the rooms in Atlantis have a good view, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and he says, like, the gods are unnecessary or something. And I think John says like, yeah, they're here to. I don't know what he says, but Ronan is like, yeah, no, they are unnecessary because I can take them on. Like, if <laughs> if I wanted to go, I could, I could leave, I could just leave. <laughs> they are not holding me back. And I thought it was, it was just, and he said it again in such a monotonous way, like the just the way he he talks. Uh, well, he talked all the time in this episode. I was like, he's amazing. I love him. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I will say, you know, even though we kind of dragged the flashbacks, I think the one aspect of it that that they did well was him at the end when they show him what's left of Satita. And he's Mm. like, I should. (laughs) I can't go anywhere. He's like, my home's destroyed. And he kind of just walks off. And Elizabeth and John are like, are going to be okay? Um, (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, I think that part was honestly really well done. I don't think the flashbacks enhanced any of that. I think just seeing that on its own would have been really just as powerful. And, you know, we see earlier, too, uh, when Carson is digging that shit out of his body, um, that Taylor and Carson both kind of look at him when they see all of his scars, and they're just like, dude, like, how are you this card up and it's so sad like ronan like looks down or something or he kind of looks ashamed or like scared of being so vulnerable that he like people are seeing his scars and literally tore me up and i think jason did such a good job in both of those scenes especially just kind of showing his sadness and then kind of showing his shame and like just a, a range of emotions that come with sort of being on the run for seven years and honestly being kind of held hostage or like being a prisoner you know um even though he was free to go wherever he wanted to he really wasn't he was trapped in like a maze almost like a little hamster on a wheel i don't know why i brought that in It just made it just funny um, but <laughs> that was supposed to be sad that was supposed to be sad but yeah no so i i really i do have to give major props to jason for just fully delivering and i think one of the things that's so good about Ronan is even when he's given Jack shit to do in an episode, I think Jason is always just kind of doing some in the background that like kind of like makes you <laughs> like smile or that like makes you um, just kind of appreciate the little things about Ronan.
1: Yeah, totally. His physical acting and facial expressions are sublime. So good. Perfect casting for that character.
2: And it's no wonder he went on to become a superstar. Yes. But we'll always remember him. We'll always cheer him on as he's Ronan Dex to me always.
1: <laughs> always. Same. And I
2: still think Ronan is one of my favorite um, characters he's ever played. Not that I've seen a lot of his filmography. I, like, I've seen some, obviously, like the more mainstream um, things he's done. But I still think Ronan is my favorite. Totally. Yeah. Same.
1: His gun twirls are
0: the best. Never yes, gets he, old. He's also he's we don't see it that much in this episode but he's such a teddy bear. He's such yeah. a teddy bear. Like okay, he has like a very rough exterior. He looks like he could kill you, but he's actually a cinnamon roll. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh speaking of people that can kill you, uh shepherd in this episode was super interesting. <laughs> Amazing transition. (laughs) Uh, I tried. It worked. uh, I was really delighted at the beginning of the episode when um, Shepard totally mocked uh, military protocol and sort of Caldwell by extension, uh, (laughs) uh, where he was basically like, Caldwell was getting mad because he didn't report about something, like a threat and Shepard kind of makes fun of him for it by going through the color codes that the military uses for certain situations. And um, I just like the fact that despite his promotion to Colonel and the pride he feels about that, he's not the military's bitch. Like, he's still very much his own man, and he's going to do things his own way, Um, and he still lets his emotions... Uh, guide him um, to what he believes is right. And in that instance, it was helping Ford, which I appreciated. I like that rebel part of Shepard a lot. Uh, I also thought it was so deplorable uh, when Colonel threw a Sumner in John's face once again, saying like, oh, it should be easy for you to kill Ford because you, you killed... Colonel Sumner, and for me, those are two very different um, circumstances. I feel like Sumner uh, was definitely a mercy killing and less of, uh, I'm going to kill you now because you're going to give Earth up to the enemy uh, moment, uh, Mm -hmm. considering that the Wraith was feeding on Sumner at the time. And so I don't see John ever killing Ford uh, for that reason uh one i don't think he believes in his heart that ford would ever willingly give them up atlantis or earth because ford is his friend he trusts him he's team and yeah like no he would never he would never kill him for that reason uh he would never believe he would do that so boo caldwell
0: (laughs) i know it's it's so not the same thing. It's such a you, how, how can you compare these two situations? You you brought it to a, to a point, um, but yeah, and it's so funny to me when when people accuse John of being like emotionally attached to his team, or whatever. Because Conway is the same. He just he he only trusts his his Daedalus crew and no one else. Like how is that not being like? emotional or something. Um yeah, he's he's such an ass. And they keep throwing Sumner into into John's face. It's so as if he's not traumatized no. enough. As if he's not tormenting himself enough about that. Um yeah, it's it's so my my poor my poor baby girl.
1: Exactly Please leave him
2: alone leave him alone <laughs> he's been through so much um yeah no poor John I'm glad we can all baby girlify John yeah it's just so easy but in this moment like it's so mean of Colonel just to throw that in his face and especially cause like this is not the first time some fucking colonel or whatever has thrown you know we saw it with colonel Everett where he was like you did the same thing and then at the end he was like begging he was like god I wish you killed me and I was like Okay, so y- you understand now. <laughs> like you understand what John went through, and Caldwell um, still doesn't understand. Right? He doesn't. He he won't understand that ever. Um, so it's just it's frustrating um, that John has to kind of again just sit here and take it from all these damn kernels. And he literally escaped to space. He went to another galaxy to avoid getting this sort of you know reprimands because Elizabeth's not gonna do like. I'm not gonna dress him down like that you know but like no they followed him over here and they're still giving john shit for all of his choices and john is a better person because i would have snapped at some point if all these damn colonels for years were bringing up all my past mistakes and being like you did this again and now he's yeah but i will say that on the flip side i will say caldwell is so funny to me he was just serving he was serving cunt this episode he was he is just there he is there to just be a bitch he is like literally there to cause drama and he like walks away and i have to just bring up i fucking love that ending scene of him coming in he like totally like he the entire team. He's like, you guys are basically... He calls them fucking children. And then he, like, leaves out the door. And everyone's face is so funny. They just show everyone. And they're just, like... Elizabeth's, like, looking around. Like, everyone's just like, damn. Like, we just got... They have no... They, like, they have no rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he, he's hilarious. It's... He's such an asshole. But... Yeah. It's, it's fun to see the team, like the Atlantis team, kind of team up against him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like to see that.
1: It's hilarious. Like, that end scene, Caldwell accuses John of having feelings. And in that instant, John is like, you are now my mortal enemy. How dare you a- accuse me of something like that?
0: How dare you accuse me of having feelings? John's <laughs> like, I would never. Also, um, about that last scene, um, I think it's after Coldwell left and, um, or maybe it's, while well, he's still there and Rodney kind of says, um, oh, I think first it's John who says, yeah, he shot Ford. So he's, he shot him, he's injured. And then Rodney was like, by the way, I, I shot him too. And he was kind kinda <laughs> of, kind of proud of himself and, um. Yeah, everybody likes, okay, good job, Rodney. Thank you. Thanks for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cute.
1: Elizabeth's oh, reaction was my favorite part of that whole thing. It made it.
0: I think I have just one more thing, and that's not related to anything. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. It's, I don't know if we if we learned that earlier, but... Somewhere in the middle, they mentioned that they use Atlantis Standard Time. And I love that. I love it so much, because I think Lantia, like the planet they're on, have like 26 or 27 hours, hour days. And they they have an Atlantis Standard Time. And that's what they orient themselves from when they like go on missions. And I thought, I love that. Because I I, I always love it when uh other planets like I don't care if they look like Canada. I with that. <laughs> but uh-huh. they can't all have twenty-four hours a day. That's that's just unrealistic. <laughs> so I I enjoyed this little it was like in in I think Lauren said it that they were like, yeah, that time Atlantis Standard I was like they have an Atlantis Standard time. <laughs> so
1: true. It it's immense Atlantis as home, as base. And also, it it's how my Atlantis, colony Atlantis idea can still win. They have their own time. They yeah. don't run on Earth time yeah. anymore. Yeah. I love Self-sufficient. it. Self-sufficient. Exactly.
0: Oh, my God. Their time conversion from Earth to Atlantis.
1: <laughs> I would love to know. I know. <laughs>
0: That's going to be hell. Yeah. It's worse than... What we have to deal with.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> okay, well. Oh, this is a long one. Because we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. We had a lot to talk about. There's a lot in this episode. Um, But let's head over first to the Bechdel test. Which I think oh. we can all guess the answer
0: to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this episode fails. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Because, yeah, we talked about it. Taylor's barely in it, it, and Elizabeth is barely in it, so. That was
2: quick and sad, Um, but (laughs) we'll head on over to me, which is just a very short behind the scenes that we have. Um, This episode was directed by our good old pal, Martin Wood, and it was written by Robert C. Cooper. Um, (laughs) This episode takes place exactly one week after the events of Intruder, which is kind of interesting, good to know. This is also the first episode in which none of the off-world teams carry name, country, or Atlantis expedition patches, signifying their attempt to hide the fact that Atlantis still exists. Ooh, it's a really fun little detail that I really enjoy. Hmm. That's
0: cool. Oh. I
2: always wonder. I always uh, not wondered, but I always forgot that like there's actually a reason why they stopped wearing the patches um, on their jackets. <laughs> there's an actual in canon explanation. Just another one. So Dan Payne plays Lieutenant Reed, and he's actually played a lot of Jaffa. Um, and he's also played Sergeant Allen in the Up Fragile Balance. So another time where they love to reuse uh, good old extras. And then we have our resident uh, Wraith guy, James the who plays the Wraith commander on this episode, and he previously played Jimmy and Steve. <laughs> But Dang. he is our Wraith guy. Yeah. This episode is called Manhunt in French. It is called The Runaway in Russian. Ooh. It is called The Pursued in Hungarian. And it is also called The Runner in German. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. Um, and I have a little quote. Or I have a few little things. Um, so I got this uh from an interview that Tori Higginson did with uh, Steve Aramo. And she said, introducing Jason has been wonderful. He's brought a new energy on set, both as ad- an actor as and his character. Because Ronan has such a strong personality, it's forcing the other characters to reveal more about themselves in response to him, which is terrific. Oh, I love that. I think it's so cute. Not only just because Tori and Jason friendship, but I love Elizabeth and Ronan. They're dynamic answers just a little tease of what's to come um there's also a funny story um that martin would uh told to the uh, like interview okay so basically right they had to film the scene of like i think uh when him and ford like run into each other in the forest and he like runs off and so jason was like telling them like yeah like hey by the way i have bad knees which i did not know but i guess he has bad knees. His- Okay, he's done a lot of stuff now, so I'm hoping his knees are okay. Shocking. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But he told, he told Marnwood, hey, I have bad knees. And they're like, don't worry about it. Just, like, you know, we're going to, like, follow you with the camera, like, running. So, whatever, like, it's fine. And so they did the take. And apparently he, like, booked it. He ran so fast. Like, the camera, like, literally, like, lost him in the woods, like, almost immediately. Because he just fucking booked it. And they were like, dude, we thought you had bad knees. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> And he was like, I do, but, like, I wanted to put, like, he just put his all into it. Um, So I just thought that was a really fun, just a little sweet story uh, that Martin Wood told. That is hilarious. I think it just highlights uh, Jason's energy (laughs) (laughs) and care that he brought
0: to Rodin. We love to see it. We do.
2: Love to see it. Um, And next up, we have super quick... We have two fic recommendations for you today. I'll pass it over to Tor for the first one.
1: All right. So we have a very, very, very ancient fic um, that was posted not on AO3. You cannot find it on our glorious archive. It's actually available on the archive version of this ancient website known only to us old ancients in the Stargate fandom and that is Wraithbait. Yes, Wraithbait was a website that hosted Stargate Atlantis fanfiction um, prior to the birth of Archive of Our Own and it's I think gone from the internet now but many fics are still available through the Wayback Machine um such as this one because it was quite interesting and good and popular at the time and it is called Rosencrantz and Gildenstern by Wintertime and of course we'll be linking the fic in the show notes um it's a gen fic and it is Ford and Rodney centric and basically it's exploring their dynamic in this episode, if it were to be carried on into the future, if Rodney decided to stay with Ford and maybe take the wraith enzyme himself. Uh, so I don't want to spoil anything, but it's amazing. It's really well written um, and just so compelling if you're wanting more meat. For these two characters and Wintertime is an excellent writer she also wrote a very long like novel length Rodney centric fic that's really good hit me up on my personal <laughs> tumblr if you want the link to it as well because <laughs> um, I think she only hosted it on her live journal so it's another one of those things that's hard to find but anyways check out that fic it's really good
2: we got our Ford recommendation, and I wanted to hop on and recommend also a Ronin because this is kind of like their shared episode. Um, so, of course, I gotta wreck the infamous, <laughs> the iconic, my home and native land by Copper Badge. Um, it's Jen, it's about 17k words, so pretty short in terms of Atlantis fic. <laughs> um, But it is really, really, really cute. It's basically uh, Ronan's budding friendship with Chuck, the head (laughs) gate tech of the Atlantis mission. And uh, he discovers the strange and alien ways of Canadians. (laughs) And they just bond over culture. Um, And it's just so endearing. It's so, 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 so sweet. If you just need some comfort... Ronan fake and just some fun atlantis shenanigans involved of course with our favorite team members uh i cannot recommend you this fic enough
0: (laughs) i might actually have to start reading more fic now that we always recommend something
2: (laughs) you know we usually kind of rate the episode i feel like this episode is really hard to rate i wouldn't know what number to give it genuinely because it has some really good And as you've heard, it has some things we strongly disagree with (laughs) and strongly dislike. Uh, So I don't know if I could put a number to it. Uh, Guys, do you guys have a number
1: you can maybe put to the episode? That's so tough. Uh, Because the things it does well, (laughs) it does really well. And the things it doesn't do well really bother me. So (laughs) it's so hard to give it like a balanced score.
0: Yeah, I think... I'm bad at rating (laughs) because I feel like either it's very good or not good and like I don't know if there's any there's an in between for me I think I don't I think I might give this like an 8 out of 10 still because I I enjoy watching this episode um despite all the things we talked about yeah You don't have to rate it just because I did it
2: now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to. It's just, I think honestly, it's it sounds kind of sad to say, but I think I enjoyed this episode a lot more when I didn't have our analyzing goggles on because <laughs> oh. you know? I could just be like, this is fun, like running and bored. But now that like we've analyzed it to hell, I'm like, I see so many things that I dislike about it, so I feel like I have to give it like a six out of ten.
0: Ooh, wow,
2: yeah, which is kind of so mean, so mean, it feels evil. But then I remember Kayla in the episode, and then I was like, no, yeah, it's just
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'll take the middle ground and say seven.
2: <laughs> okay, seven. <is> Perfect. It's
1: <laughs> my lucky number, also.
2: Aww, it is. Yeah, no, so I think I think it fits. I think it I think it fits this episode.
1: But yeah, so don't
2: forget to check out all of our socials linked up and down below. You can find all of our jumping puddle socials, our thick Rex. Um, we also included time st- uh, stamps now, so you guys can kind of just skip around and listen to things that you you know want to, or if you want to skip a section, or if you want to pause it and like take a break, you can come back. Um, You know, and find a section again, because again, this episode was kind of sad and kind of heavy, very bittersweet (laughs) Um, and very long. Yeah. Sorry about that. But we hope there was enough happiness and joy to balance out this episode. (laughs) We hope we made it fun, kind of Um, amidst all of our critiques. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Bye. Bye. All
1: right, you clowns, listen up. And I'll often get a chance to say this. So savor it. Good work, boys and girls. Let's go home.